Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, as well as creator and founder of not only just a live TV, but also the Women's Sporting Women Can Network. And I noticed that I am lagging, so I apologize for that. It's been a minute. So we have changed the time of the show. So the time is now at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time for the show. We are going to be doing the show live at 1 p.m. Monday through Friday. Um, I am now doing drop-off and pickup of my daughters. So I had to change the time a little bit. So here we are, new time and new guest speaker. So today we're going to be talking about what is the feminine. Um, Today's sponsor is Ocean Breath Yoga. Uh, they've got some upcoming retreats that you can sign up for, or you can join their Sacred Living series, which is a program available to you. Click the links in the description and get in on that because who doesn't want to join all of that fun stuff? All right. Uh, today's guest speaker is none other than Beverly Ackhurst. Beverly, would you like to introduce yourself? I would. Thank you so much, Melissa. Um, keep it short. I started as yoga instructor and I now facilitate and coach wellness programs for women and men, but mainly women, teaching posture, breath, movement, how to re-inhabit one's life. It's called the rhythm of life. And this is my goal is that we all realize that we can have a much more empowered way of being, embodied way of being in this world. Absolutely. And that sounds fantastic. We, we don't get that enough, right? Um, I think that as individuals, not just as women, but as individuals in general, we tend to become overwhelmed with life, right? We're told we have to do this and we have to do that. We have to get married. We have to have children. We have to pick a good career. We have to work ourselves to the bone until all of that is done. And we're go, 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 but we don't have a nice, even rhythm, right? And that's, I, I, we're trying to get back. Uh, you can see that throughout society. Um, now where we're trying to get back to that rhythm, we're trying to get back to that balance of, you know, work, life, love, um, mind, body, spirit, whatever, whatever aspect of balance you're looking towards is we do need to be finding more balance within ourselves and within our, our, our lives in general. Um, so today we're going to be talking about what is the feminine, right? Um, I was going over our notes. I just actually put them away because uh, I was reorganizing. <laughs> I just switched rooms. If anybody hadn't noticed, we now have, you know, the office and sewing room because I am a crafter. I do crystal jewelry and um, heat therapy packs. So that's that's what you'll find behind me. And then, of course, all my spiritual books and and that fun stuff. But when we talk about the divine feminine, we're talking about, you know, it's gotten kind of all over the place. And for me, as a spiritual teacher, the divine feminine comes down to, we have masculine and feminine energies, and we're all made up of a balance of those energies, right? Our masculine energy is what we've been told to kind of, or, or what we've been pushed towards. And that's the go, 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 work, provide, work, provide and constantly be putting all of everything into whatever it is that our focus is on that point. But then we lose out on the feminine and the feminine is amazing because the feminine energy and what is it? And I'm, I'm Beverly will jump in here in a moment is for me, the feminine energy is creation. It's nurturing, it's caring, it's creation. It is, you know, you look at a woman and a woman is created that you give us anything. I love that quote where it's like, you give a woman a house, she makes a home. You give a woman your seed, she makes a child. You give a woman, you know, whatever, and she creates with it, right? And the, fem the divine feminine is a very nurturing, a very creative energy, mother nature, right? Mm -hmm. And when she's mad, it's emotional right? So we're, we're connected with the emotions. We're connected with the creations, the passion, the, the everlasting love and nurturing. Um, so what do you think the, what is feminine to you? Oh, <laughs> feminine is so much. I'm going to start with um, definition. My teacher, Jeffrey Armstrong gave me for it because he, this is his academic background, his language. And feminine comes from two words, fe, mina. 
fae if anybody's ever been to ireland to hear somebody's fae you know they're they see the fairies it's the root word of fairies and faith all of that comes from fae so it's a faith it's a belief in fairies and mina meant basically do not trust them so this word was actually created do not trust them they see the fairies but from that we have what has been now described as a feminine and this is the thing that don't trust them was that so to get a power away from us the feminine is able to see the fairies and the fairies are metaphor for the magic of nature everything of nature if the masculine is very focused it's look straight ahead follow a path get there the feminine is see everything in the periphery but if you turn and try and focus fairies disappear you don't have to focus on it you have to expand your vision your your way of seeing something and within that you see the connections of all of life so for me the feminine and this can apply to men this is i'm i de, i work mostly with women we're talking mostly two women here, but this applies to men as well. They have been cut off from that feminine aspect, told it's not, it's not valuable, not right in this lifetime. So the feminine is, as you just described, this ability to be the nurturer, to take something, create something. But she's also a warrior. The feminine is also able to create wealth, to battle the demons, to to, to nurture, to love, to suckle a young while doing all of this. The masculine was meant to circle the fire to protect the feminine so she could do everything she was able to do, to do what she was meant to do in this life, which is so much, which is not just focused on one thing. Problem is we've taken that and we have described as multitasking. Yeah be multitaskers, get so much done at the same time. That's not what it was. It's being present with each thing fully as you're doing it, but being aware when something else is there that then needs to be focused on, that the care needs to go to, being very Prioritizing, right? It's prioritizing that focus. We can, and that's when people talk about grounding, that's exactly what it is. It's being present in that moment. Yeah. It, and, 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 presence yeah presence isn't focus focus is just there's no falling off the path presence is being fully aware of what's needed maybe being still for a moment to be in that awareness and then doing what's needed that might be going off the path that might be doing something completely unexpected and unknown which is the feminine i you said it as you're talking there's a sense of emotional well we've been told that emotional is messed up that we're broken if we're emotional, but emotion is the required part of life that we're missing. Emotion is vulnerability. It is softness. It's a way to nurture. It's allowing things out rather than shoving them back down and in. And when you shove everything in, things will break because there's no room left. There's nothing left and something has to give when you shove everything down into a box. And people don't realize that your emotional well-being is key. Mm-hmm. It is, you know, that mind, body, spirit, but it's not just that. It's everything we do is created based on an emotion, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of us will question, well, how did I get here? Well, your emotions led you there because we act impulsively. We act emotionally. We And that's, I think, where, where it comes down to it. We did an episode... Um, and I had, I had this discussion before about, um, the different roles of masculine and feminine. Right. And, you know, if a guy, if, if two, if boys are at school and predominantly this goes while they're, they're in grade school or, Mm -hmm. you know, K to 12 or whatever that looks like, but what'll happen is boys will go to school and they'll be rambunctious and they'll play fight and like, Oh, boys will be boys. And I'm just like, Hey, have fun with that. And then you have girls that go to school or even at home and, you know, oh, it must be their period or, oh, they must be PMSing or, you know, we, so as women, the, the, the disconnect, because like I said, at the beginning of this episode, we all have met masculine and feminine energies, right? 
So if I'm getting really upset and I'm getting angry, I have every right to defend myself. I have every right to play fight with my husband or play fight with my kids or whatever that looks like, right? I have every right to be a CEO and a provider. And I'm going to do that, right? I'm doing that. And then you've got, oh, well, you know, if a girl, if say a teen teenager, and I've got uh, one teenage daughter, she comes downstairs and she's like, really rude and really going through the emotions and I'm just like and my husband will turn around and be like oh it must be that time of the month I'm like don't even go there don't even go there I don't like it when you do it don't even do it not gonna happen right and it's girls get a pass like a hall pass with their rude condescending ignorant emotions right and their Mm -hmm. attitude and, and their behavior yeah because they're women and they're emotional yeah I'm like no no right but then you've got boys who instead of being emotional they become aggressive yep because they're not allowed to be emotional yeah and they have no outlet and they have no outlet so their outlet becomes aggression right um we did episodes on or not we've talked before about abuse And I find that there is a correlation between emotional health and wellness and abusers, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you've gone through life and you don't feel in control of your emotions, and this is for men and women, if you've never been allowed to feel your emotions, if you've lived in that masculine energy dominantly, and if you don't have an outlet and no control, no, no emotion, no control, no emotional health and wellness, no outlets. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, you find somebody that's vulnerable or that you, you know, something happens and you feel that, that power, that control. Right. And it's an addiction. It becomes an addiction. And a lot of the time, not all of the time, but a lot of the time, that's what creates abusive tendencies is a feeling of control it provides them with a with a with a control it yeah it's abuse and it's everything i remember gosh back in the 80s reading a book called the gift of fear it was an ex-fbi agent who wrote it talking about how most women who were victimized were did not trust their their gut instinct their gut instinct of fear and somebody said oh trust me or don't worry about it. And they ended up becoming victimized by this person because we're told don't, because it's rude. We're rude. If we express ourselves, we're rude. If we say, I don't like that, we're, we're just, we're not being proper young women. We're not being, you know, properly feminine because we're being loud. We're being aggressive. And I worked with victim services back in, I guess the eighties, nineties. And I remember brilliantly this one corporal that was there he just wanted he told he talked to me because I was quite young when I was working with all these victims of crime he said you know he said you need to understand something people are looking for the women who think that they don't have a voice that they are are not worthy and they're afraid of life they're afraid of everything and they're easy to spot he said so when you're walking down the street even if you don't feel it walk with your chest up your face forward look people in the eye, look them in the eye. They don't want you to look at them because there's no power in that. And don't be afraid to curse and swear at them. We've taught women don't curse and swear. It's not very ladylike. It's not polite. You're, you're not being properly feminine or, you know, you're being too rude if you don't allow somebody into the space that they want to be in. So yes, it can become an abusive relationship or it can become a victimization or it can become the woman at work who doesn't get recognition because she's like, okay, I'll let everybody else take it because it's rude of me. It's not proper of me. And then what happens on the flip side is a woman does take that power. And because we have no context for it, because we've not been taught that we're allowed to, it becomes very masculine. And I mean, masculine in the sense that I have to be just this and I have to be nasty. I have to be aggressive. I have to be just on top of it and roll over everybody. And I'm not saying men do that. It's the masculine energy that focus barrel through, go over whatever you need to. 
And we think this is how it is to be a strong feminine. But it's not. That's the masculine. And we can still be feminine, be within those situations and stand up for ourselves and say, hey, no. Yep. And there's a lot of communication in there as well, right? Where <laughs> feminine, um, I have a situation that I had where it was like, oh, uh, when we say no, right? Feminine, not even the feminine, but women are taught to be people pleasers. Constantly, we're taught to be people mm -hmm. pleasers. It's a generational thing. Um, <laughs> and we're taught to do it. I, I always try, I, I was always the black sheep when it came to people pleasing. I, I was more, I've always kind of stood in my own power and been like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, I remember my grandmother asking me to do something once and she was the queen of manipulation. And she asked me to do something and I said, no, I don't want to. Like, I'm, I'm not comfortable doing that. I don't want to do it, right? Yeah. And she goes, well, this person would do it. <laughs> and I'm like, then go ask them. Yeah. Right. And I was a teen, like a, a young teen. Yeah. And I'm just like, go ask them. I don't play for those games. Right. And, but that's, that's one of the things we're taught, right. Is to play those games and to be mm -hmm. like, oh, well, Hey, you know, you're doing this. So why not? No, I don't need to do that. Being able to say no. When I say no to somebody, I always feel the need to have to explain why I'm saying no, right? And it's like, I asked my kids to do, or my kids asked me for something and it's like, well, why not? Well, because I said no, right? And then if a friend asked me something and I'm like, you know what, I'm, I, I really am not up for that today. And then it's like, there's the guilt or the, or the shame or the, I would do it for you or mm -hmm. we're taught so much communication Dis disrespectful communication but disconnected communication right as feminine I find that the, even to look at my husband and myself as a feminine energy my husband doesn't have doesn't think about the empathy or the sympathy while he's having a conversation right away um mm -hmm. like if, if if I go do something that pisses him off it's like a reaction right and then but me I think about okay well how do you feel yeah right when I'm going to vocalize something, I think about how you're going to feel when I say it, right? So a lot of the times I'll preclude, okay, this may come out wrong. Just bear with me until I'm done, right? And, and we'll go from there because I don't intentionally want to hurt somebody's feelings by, by the words that I'm saying, by the actions yeah. that I'm taking. Now, I can't control their reactions, their emotions, right? So having yeah. interactions with people and just being aware right? And we talk about multitasking, we talking about the peripherals and just being aware of our surroundings, you can be in the moment of a conversation and mm -hmm. still be in your feminine enough to say, you know, I'm, I understand how you feel. Yeah. And I sympathize with how you feel, but I'm not okay with that. And this is, I, I like this track of thought of it because there's so much within our words, our speech that talks to the feminine when you're, as you're talking about how we're taught and, and you luckily had that strength to go, no, we are taught to be caretakers and taught not to use our actual voice that comes from here, from our heart, from what we feel, what we, what our gut wants to say, what we really truly would prefer to answer because we're supposed to be caretaking everybody else. I, I can't, I come from that background where because of who I am and this is how I'm built too, I, I can see what's going on for everybody and that can be taken advantage of because then it's like, oh, you care. So as you said, there can be some guilt, but what I've seen, I, I work with mainly women over 40. And what I see is that has become so ingrained and we don't know how to find this. And everyone's like this. Look at most women, you know, and you're going to see this, a little curve in the back, the shoulders forward. And what's closed off is this space of the heart, the place that speaks loudest to us because we haven't been allowed to listen. And what happens when you start to release that and open the shoulders up, open the space of the chest up is you start to find your voice. And funnily enough, what's going to happen when you ask somebody, I will stand in front of somebody and say, okay, now tell me what it is you really want. And what do they start to do? <clears throat> Clear their throats. So it's so hard to get 
that voice to come out to say what it is we need to because we've been told we're not allowed and then when it does if you've held it in it becomes explosive it becomes anger frustration and like no context of how to just simply as you said express what it is by the way i'm going to say something it might not be the way you hear it just let me finish and then we can go from there but it's so fear fierce such a fearful kind of place for somebody to be who hasn't been there that expression ends up you know exploding outwards and then people go oh, there's that emotional woman again oh she just she screams it or she cries it can't have a normal conversation well hell yeah of course mm -hmm. no, give us time we've had 600 years of being told we're not important yep i don't i don't know about you but my mother she you know in canada we're both in canada my mother was not allowed to have her name on a bank account until the 1967 or something she could not have had her name on a deed to a property she wasn't allowed to be a person and women in that place, think of those generations up until then, you had to be quiet, you had to be pretty, you had to be whatever, in order to not because they were just going to cow down to men, but if they couldn't own property, couldn't have a bank account, they needed somebody there, and they had to be sure they didn't lose that person. So they could be taken care of. And now we're having the downline effects of their daughters and themselves, because many of them are still here with us. This downline effect of women who are trying to find their way through and feminism has become this thing. Being in the feminine is this foreign, foreign place that we're relearning. It's like learning a language again that you your family had spoken at some point in time but now you have to figure out the words to and here we are it's like in kindergarten grade one grade two level of being feminine yeah and not only that but all the all the discussions about feminism right <laughs> now you add on feminism and we did an episode on feminism uh a little while ago on and I, and I brought up the topic about feminism is, is not what it's supposed to be. Feminism was supposed to be about equal rights for women. It was, a, yeah. it was supposed to be equal equality for women yeah. in, in every sense of the word, right? And, yeah. but it's not. And a lot of women now, when you hear the word feminism, it's it's almost derogatory now oh they're a feminist and it's it's become derogatory because a lot of the feminist movement has not become about equality it's now become about domination you've dominated me for thousands of years or hundreds of years it's now my turn to dominate you and i want you to bow at my feet and that is what feminism is not supposed to stand for but that's what it's become and yeah. that's a terrible thing right but another thing that i was thinking about while you were talking and you know not not being allowed to have your name on on a bank account your mother's experience and you think about it though how many queens have we had like today is the funeral of yeah. um queen elizabeth ii you look at queen victoria she's absolutely famous queen elizabeth famous it, absolute powerhouses in their own right yeah. as monarchy and, and i'm talking about specific monarchies here right you have yeah. um queen mary and you know all these all these tv shows and all these series and movies and documentaries on all of these female mm -hmm. monarchs yeah right and then you look at cleopatra and you look at all of these women who owned property, who owned empires and were the highest tier possible of power. Yeah. And then you get to 2022 and we're still fighting for our rights. And it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it absolutely doesn't make any sense because you look way back when mm -hmm. women were free. Yep. Right. Um, you look at psychics, right? I'm a psychic intuitive medium. That's part of one of my, that's one of my business yeah. spiritual teacher. Right. 
And you look back then and they were revered and protected and put into, put into castles and turrets and wherever to be protected because they were that valued. Right. And now it's like, you tell somebody you're psychic and they're like, okay. (laughs) Right. Yep. Um, And while things are being more mainstream, it's still like, how did we go from thousands of years ago to women (laughs) being in power to us fighting for equal rights? Oh, so I'm I'm kind of itching here. Like how, how deep we go. And then there's that feminine side. Don't want to offend anybody. So I'm going to be gentle. One of the, I teach yoga and part of what I study is the Vedic philosophy. Um, And that goes back thousands of years. And there's, you know, First Nations cultures everywhere, not just here in North America, but the Aborigines of Australia and all the different groups through Polynesian islands and countries. And they all celebrated the feminine. They were all in awe of the feminine they knew that the feminine was power because that's where life comes from. We are the ones who give birth. We are creators of life. If you want life to continue, it's a creative force, which is why nature is the feminine. That's a creative force. That's where everything grows, where trees grow, all the food we put in our body, where all of it grows. And that's where the breakage started. Because the women understood this, we're in tune with that because we are that. There's a lot of power there. But matriarchal societies, even though they were dominant, it was a different kind of power. And I'm sure people will argue the point. Well, I'm sure there was this culture that, well, we'll never know for sure. We're not living there. But there's enough record keeping to show that they were very much based on balance with nature, with the protection of nature. And then about 600 years ago, there's a wonderful documentary that anyone can watch free on the National Film Board of Canada called The Burning Times. And it was done, it was created in about 1989 by a group of women. And it sort of goes through the history of what happened. And when about 600 years ago, the church was coming to power, it realized it couldn't hold that power when the feminine was still conversing with nature. And I mean conversing, understood the language of nature, knew which plants could heal, knew that everything we needed was outside of us within nature, the food, the herbs that would heal us, everything. And so where did the idea of the witch come from? Guess where? Oh, wait, that person's a witch. They speak with the devil. Let's burn them at the stake. Let's drown them. I'll tell you right now, if I'd been alive, then I would be gone because for one, if you, yeah, if you floated when they tried to drown you, you're a witch. So if you floated, you didn't drown, but that means you'd then be burned at the stake. Well, I float, (laughs) I'm a floater. And yes, you are psychic. You would have been burned at the stake, but it's anyone who has a connection or speaks about that connection to something greater than just, you know, here's a wooden table under my hand. It is that full understanding and a whole industry got created from that, which is part of the whole way we work monetarily now. This whole way of being was built from that. So it's really hard for people in power to let go of that because the want of money, the want of control is a hard thing now to separate from the lives we have. Look around us. Everything is a want, everything want, but none of it has to do with balance and the feminine and masculine were meant to be balance. And I'm not just talking about men and women now, it's the masculine is sun, the feminine is moon. There's a balance in how they function within nature. There's breath and inhale and exhale. It's the feminine and masculine. There's the giving of life, the taking away of life. All of it was meant to be a function but here comes along this concept and oh we like this because now we can take homes and this is when women stop being able to really retain their homes if you didn't want her to have property 
call her a witch. Now the state can take the property away, can take her money away, can take her home away. Done. Oh, wow, this works. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep treating them. Now they have absolutely no rights. Now we're going to stop them having a voice because if they have a voice, they're going to talk about this and we lose power again. We lose control. And it just got built on in such a massive way that we can see the effects of it now. It's all around us. We want to speak with nature and it's coming back up. It's bubbling to the surface in how we stand and how we inhabit our bodies. It's okay if we look good walking down a street. You and I both today, it's like, oh, haven't put makeup on in three years. We got makeup on. And it's not a bad thing. I liked not having it because it was just very freeing. And I love that. But it's nice to put it on and feel good. And I should be able to walk down the street and feel good and walk my body and not worry that it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so here's this return that's happening and it's coming with a battle. You can feel it. There is a battle. It's like, oh, if we let this happen, we lose control. But what I love is how many men are now coming down this path too, because they're tired of not having a voice that's allowed to be emotional and not being able to connect to that feminine and not being able to support life and creativity. Yeah. So there's a shift. There's a beautiful shift. So I, I amazing. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It is absolutely beautiful. And you start seeing it. We're talking about dual dual energies right and having that healthy balance i am absolutely of the of the of the movement that men and young boys should be taught that there are no limitations there are you know if you're hurt cry if you're having a sad day say you know what i'm feeling really down whatever that looks like really just building that emotional well uh, awareness now I've had the other, the other end of that, where we're not even teaching girls. We're not, we're not teaching boys or girls emotional yeah. health and well-being. And I yeah. see this every day, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's kids, um, kids coming home and, and being bullied, right? Bullying is an emotional, it's, it's, you know, a, a show of unhappiness, right? When somebody yeah is being a bully there's something going on in there yeah. that's creating a lack of an outlet yeah right and so it's it's starting to identify those things and see how we as as a as a whole can embrace the feminine and how we can embrace you know what's good for us what's good for you what's good for me mm-hmm. what's good for nature what's good for all of us in the long yeah. run and just create yeah. a more aware society of you know love not even love just creation yeah right Mm -hmm. you look at the indigenous communities in canada their higher power is called what the creator yeah every time you hear them speak it's the creator the creator there is no male female there is no one all it is the creator right and we all have a part of the creator within within us and i love the indigenous culture because of that because of the you know everybody gets to do everything it's not one person or one gender or one you know everybody is entitled to that to that balance um there are a lot of cultures that that do that now i am not religious um and the reason that i'm not religious and for anybody who is absolutely my mama is religious i grew up in a religious household um there is no shame blame guilt or judgment on on either end i Mm -hmm. choose not to be religious and i've chosen not to be religious because of the rules and the regulation and the fact that the you know religion is a very male dominated um and male run organization and mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. It's an organization. Now, do I, I don't personally believe in God, but again, I have a lot of friends and family who believe in a God, in, in God. I don't mind hearing it. I don't mind, you know, discussing with them their faith. I have no problem with that because we all believe something different. We all believe yeah. what works for us. And for me, that is 
I believe more in the indigenous culture. I'm, I believe more of that there is a creator or the creator and it's within everything. I don't believe that there is one particular person or being that created everything. I think we all had a hand in it. Well, and, and that's, that's where I am. It, in yoga, it's Atma. I'm Atma. Well, soul, when you hear soul, soul comes from the word sun, for sun. And a soul, can, a sun can die out. Sol, le sol. It can die out. A sun has a limited lifetime. But Atma is the root word of atomic, indestructible, indestroyable, uncuttable. You are something that goes on forever. And within that, if you look at all, as you said, First Nations cultures, everything in the Hindu pantheon, there's always, there's never just masculine. It's always a representation of both. Krishna, Radha, Saraswati, Brahman, Lakshmi, Vishnu, Durga, and Shiva. It was never the guy. It was always with the feminine embodied. It cannot function without. So anything that, that follows that is like right everything of nature which is us everything we put in our mouth makes this so we are of nature we are it we're just in a form that's our own but if we go right if if we stop telling us this is it one lifetime one lifetime only this is all you got so just get what you can that's the masculine Maybe if we stop doing that, we go, right, we are something more. We are balanced, the kind of masculine. We are part of nature and nature is always recirculating itself. So we're always in recirculation. Maybe if we start allowing for that possibility, we go, right, I can embody what I am here. I am a spark of all of this. I'm a piece of the spark of all of this. I'm part of beauty. I'm allowed to be a part of beauty. And, you know, the, the word God, and again, it's, I, I love that there's so many people who do follow religion who have such beautiful intent in life and care so much and help so many people. It's absolutely beautiful to watch. But again, I will thank my teacher, Jeffrey, because of all his search of language. Um, the word God that we so follow deeply comes from the word hutam in Sanskrit, which is the smoke from the fire. And Agni was a fire and Agni became angels. And the hutam was the smoke from the fire of offering, saying thanks for everything that's provided of me, everything of this lifetime. And that smoke is what rises. That's why you see smoke in ceremonies all the time. So the smoke is being sent up, not to the things of nature created, it's thanking them through them to everything of the universe that put, brings us into connection so hutam became gutam gutam from german into dutch became gut gut became god so it's the smoke it's the smoke of thanks so yeah i i thank everything but i follow this as i like the word creator i like supreme force source of all beauty because it really is the source of all beauty to me whatever it is if we look at what it is we are experiencing you know that it can't exist without the feminine and the feminine being exactly as it needs to be being the creative force being the flow masculine was a mountain the rivers that come from the mountain are the feminine makes sense right of course the sun the moon you know it's it's all this beauty and we need to come back to a place where we have a language for it, where we don't walk into nature and go, oh, that nature, isn't that nice? No, that, oh, that's me. First Nations call them persons, trees, rocks, everything is a person. It has personhood because we're all interacting together. And if this can come back into a framework for us, if we can find a language, and I don't mean just through words, but a language of expression, that connects all of this again, I think that's where our healing lies. That's where things will quickly change in this world, where we will find a place where we can all breathe again, yeah. where women aren't walking around getting sick and feeling so distressed because they're not allowed to be who they were meant to be 
It's like, imagine keeping a chick in an eggshell and saying, sorry, you can't crack open. No, at some point it suffocates. It breaks out because there's nowhere left to go. Well, we are at the point there's nowhere left to go. We have to break out of that shell. And that's where we start to grow and thrive. Butterfly out of a chrysalis, a, um, a seed has to pop open out of the pod in order for the plant to become what it needs to be. We all need to become what we were meant to be. And so we need to break out of this encasement that's been put around us, that's told us what we can't do, what we aren't supposed to be, what we're not allowed to say, what we're not allowed to do, how we're not allowed to look or act or express ourselves. And we have to go, right, no, Whew. take a deep breath, push open, break those edges, push into the boundaries and say, no, I know what I am. I know who I am and I know what I want to be. And I, I know, and it doesn't have to be with a clear picture, just a knowing. Yeah. That's all we need. It doesn't have to have a language to it or words. It just is that feeling of knowing that there's more, that we are more, that we have more that we have this ability to be the change. And as soon as we stop being blocked down, all this around us changes and not for the worse. It's all for the better. Absolutely. So how do you, th I, I love all that. I, you know, I've been sitting here and I'm just like embodying my own feminine and the mm. masculine too, right? Because yep the the masculine warrior right and I always say we have warrior women inside of us and I have the warrior women challenge that I do and it's yep. feel that energy right feel it yep. build feel it grow and then break those chains break the cage open break the the you know the shell around you whatever yep. that looks like just break it apart and if yep. you need to do your warrior women scream while you're doing it then <laughs> feel that in there and let it out um I, I absolutely, I think that it is an absolute time of change. And I think that as individuals, we need to be embracing both the, the masculine and feminine. And so let's get into that. How do you think that people can, can start even just, you know, momentarily start to embrace that feminine energy? For me, that is, you know, again, identity. I'm an identity expert that's what I do so for me it's always that identity right just embracing who you feel you are not necessarily whoever tells you you are who are you inside right and just embracing that that inner knowing that knowledge that that energy that comes from within within you and just breaking that out yeah that's actually a really big question but I'll see where I can go with it so for one, yes, embracing, I, I like that, embracing who you are. And this is, I want to make something clear, because as you were talking, I thought, I'm not sure if we really have expressed it clearly. When we're talking feminine and masculine, it isn't necessarily men, women. It's everybody, however you identify, whatever you agree or disagree with about identity, it's who you are has those two aspects and it doesn't mean you have to be this or you have to be this it's it's how you move in life it is how you experience life and understanding that difference so we use the left side of our brain most time the left side of the brain is the right side of the body masculine side it is that fiery side, the power side, most the right-handed side is the one that has a lot of power. The people who you find are left-handed, who use more of the right side of the brain are usually much more creative. They're the writers and the artists and that you'll see, and the scientists, and you know, the mad scientists, a lot of them are left-handed because they are in this place of accessing this creative force. But we have colonized, we've colonized everything in life, not just countries. We've colonized everything. We've colonized the left side of the brain. We teach kids in school. That's it. You're going to learn how to count. And what do we tell them to do? Let's subtract. You went to a store, make change. This is how we teach them in school, how to be good consumers. We don't teach them how to be empowered beings, how to inhabit themselves. So this idea of embracing the feminine, it's like it can start. I, I look at it. I take people through the five bodies, koshas. So start with the physical. 
How do you want to be embodied? How do you want to step into my masculine? I can go ride a bike. I rode my bike once from Vancouver to California. It's like, get out on the bike. You have to be tough. But I could also sit down at the end of every day thinking, what the hell was I doing and have a good cry? <laughs> Why would I think this was a good idea? And that's the feminine guy would be like, no, you don't do that. Maybe, maybe not. But I'd like a guy to be able to sit down and cry with me too. <laughs> think this is nuts. But it's how do you inhabit physical? So yeah, I can do that. But I've allowed myself. And I think there was a point in life where I started dampening it down. But it's like, no, I want to wear something beautiful. I want to feel good. I want to put on some makeup today. I want to just hmm, stand on myself and feel empowered in that, whatever it is in the physical. And then you look at the energetic body. Well, what's your energy? Is your energy push, push, push? Gotta do, gotta do, gotta do. And if you catch that happening, men, women, whoever, if you catch that going on, can you step back and go, right? My energy now wants to be a little soft. I want to sit, I want to breathe, or I just want to do something very beautiful and loving, put on some lovely music and just get into the space where I don't have to function. I don't have to do everything. I can just, maybe I'll dance. Maybe I'll move organically. If anybody has ever been to a movement class, like a five rhythms class of so that, it teaches people how to re-embody themselves and energy, how to understand how we flow instead of, okay, I'm going to dance. Like, no, let, let your shoulders move. Let your arms move. Let your body move. How, like, go inside. Don't think about what anyone else thinks. Just be how you want to be. I was at one yesterday here in San Francisco. And, you know, in the middle of this dance, a woman, as you just said something about screaming, she just let out a huge scream. She needed to get it out. And there it was. And it was gone. It's like, yeah, good for you. <laughs> Nobody's going, oh, geez, you're being a little too, too much. It was, yeah, good for you. And then you go into the mind, the, the mind body. It's like, how are we always thinking how to do, move forward, function, 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 plan, like to-do list, to-do list, to-do list. Yeah, we have to do that. You and I both have to do that in order to survive and move through the world as it is. But can we step aside and go, okay, now I'm going to sit. For me, it's meditation. That's why I put together the meditation conference with a friend, because we're realizing meditation is a way for people to step into that place of softness. When you meditate, however you want to meditate, it could be watching the water in the synchron. But it's just letting yourself go so you can access again this part. This side is yabbering all day long. You let it get a little quiet. You can't make it be quiet. Don't ever mistake meditation for shutting your brain off. That's impossible. But when it has something to focus on, like a breath, when it doesn't have to do anything, it gets a little quiet and all of a sudden you hear this side. And that right side is like, oh, that's one sees the fairies, the peripheral, the expansiveness. And then you get into the into the sensory body, all our senses were here for gift. Our biggest sense organ is the skin because everything of us outside our body is touching the air all day, taking in all these experiences and we're learning from it. And yet what's happening, we're telling people ignore those. Ignore when the hairs on your body stand on end, ignore it. It's okay, it's okay, get over it. So teaching people how to access their senses and utilize them in a larger framework. Your posture is like this. Guess what? You're cutting off your experience of what you hear, what you see, because the nerves can't function properly. So your body is in continual stress response. So it's going to get into that battle mode, that masculine energy, ready to fight something because it can't access what it needs to know if it's in a safe environment, you stand up straight, you stack your body up, all of a sudden, all your senses can function, you can turn your head, it's like, oh, I'm safe. And you can go into that more expansive feminine aspect of yourself yeah. by simply accessing your senses. And then there's that bliss body, that moment where we go, right, I am just so much more than all of this. I don't have to be this. So, you know, to access your feminine, stand up and have your body move move when you can allow yourself to cry when you feel crying and don't cry like this like cry just ah, I want to cry oh big loud cry I want tears coming down or I want to laugh from my belly 
how many women are taught <laughs> you just don't make a sound it's unladylike to laugh out loud well I have a feeling you laugh like I do which is just belly laugh as loud as you want and it feels so good it's very freeing and so that feminine it's just re teaching people teaching people to recolonize themselves recolonize themselves with all these things treat it dare i say like a virus just start adding it in infect yourself with all this joy all this fun all this way of of having a different experience go to these things even especially if it makes you uncomfortable i would say especially if any of it makes you uncomfortable that's a signal to you that this is the thing that's going to help break you out of your shell it's an experience don't go to things that are painful and scary to you but bloody uncomfortable where you're like oh my god i look at all these people dancing like crazy people i don't know if i want to do this yeah just try it try it see what happens see how you feel at the end of it so we had a comment um while you were explaining <laughs> there and it was you make us weak and I love that comment, right? And so I, I don't know the gender of the individual who made that comment or, or anything along those lines because they are not, um, not somebody I've interacted with at this point. Um, but I like that comment. I do. I like everybody's comments. You can comment whatever you want because everybody's entitled to their opinion. But this comment really got me thinking and, I, and I've spent the last minute or two thinking about how I wanted to respond to this comment. Yeah. Um, weakness is a perception. Weakness is, you think of art, right? If, if, if somebody put a piece of art in front of you, right? Like if you, my weird little egg here. Okay. So you see my <laughs> weird little egg. What is it? What, what to you, what is it? It's probably just an egg, right? It's probably just a stuffed egg or, or whatever it looks like. Right. Um, but it's actually like a, a stress ball, right? So if you put a piece of art in front of somebody and you two similar people and one sees one thing and one sees another, right? We're talking beauty is in the, in the eye of the beholder. We talk about all of these. These are all perceptions, right? Weakness is a perception, right? Mm -hmm. Weakness as a perce perception is in essence saying you are weak or this is weak because it doesn't measure up to something else yeah. right so weakness is a perception and so i'd like to ask what your version of weakness is what what how do we make you weak if what 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 would your perception be be acknowledging in that Right. And that's why I say I, I like controversial topics. I like yeah. different opinions because yeah. just because I believe something does not mean that somebody else will. And I encourage that and I embrace that. And I don't find offense to that because it's not my life. Right. It's not my truth. So um, I don't know exactly what this person was talking about or where they, what they were talking about or where they were coming from or what their perception is, but for anybody watching, weakness is a perception. Your feminine is not a weakness. You need both. We talk about in spirituality, we talk about, you know, the fire signs and the earth signs. And, you know, we, everybody goes online and they're like, what's, what's my sign? Am I fire? Am I earth? Am I water? Am I air? Whatever it may be, right? What they fail to fail to understand a lot of the time is we are all of them. Mm -hmm you need all of them fire and water without water there's no fire without fire there's no water right like it's it's like this whole conundrum right um but feminine and masculine you you have to have both and it's not a weakness to embody both i can i can i yep. add in Again, I would like you like to have a little more context because I find we are living in a time where words get used without a true and there's no depth given to what the word is actually expressing and finding out more about it definitely works. But when I hear somebody use a word weak, I go, okay, is that 
an understanding something else because for me what i what i see when we're talking about women embracing theirs is allowing softness in we have become quite hardened and nothing grows within a thing that's hard imagine earth soil incredibly hard nothing breaks through the surface it can't live it can't survive there but once the earth is moist and softened everything can thrive within that and i think we're the same if we get too hard we think we have to be so strong not weak but so strong at some point there's stuff that just can't thrive and live within us but if we soften if we make this malleable make our mind malleable our our thoughts our way of expressing ourselves then we're adding something more but weakness I, I i think of myself as quite feminine i celebrate i feel good in the feminine and i will tell you i am freaking strong <laughs> i am not weak by any stretch of the imagination i'm probably stronger than i was in my 20s i'm in my 50s i can outrun most people most girls at least and boys a lot of them in their 20s i can bike for hours i can climb a mountain i can lift things that most people can't lift i am strong i'm not weak but damn i celebrate my feminine and i like being feminine and i like being creative i like sitting and writing and let words coming through me but i also want to use my voice and my voice is not weak when I'm like this, this is very weak and nobody's going to listen to me. And what would you want to hear from me if I'm just going to, yeah, that's weak, but I'm here and I'm talking and I'm expressing and I believe in what I have to say. And it's my perspective, but there's nothing weak about me sharing that and sharing that I cry and sharing that I have moments where I just don't believe in myself because I'm still figuring it out. And I probably will be to the day I die, but that's okay. And if we, you know, I so understand where that thought might be coming from, because again, perspective, we have been taught so much that we better take control or we're going to be run roughshod over and we've seen it happen. But I think maybe it's just checking in with what that word really truly means, because if we don't allow softness to come back, if we don't allow the feminine to come back, we're kind of doomed i think we're doomed and i'm not over exaggerating that i really don't think i am so if you want to call it weakness yeah but i would suggest i i there's nothing about me weak i didn't give up what i did and start be, and become a yoga teacher in my 40s out of weakness that was a scary thing to do i didn't open my own yoga studio out of weakness it was a scary thing to do and I stepped into it. I didn't change the entirety of my life to support others being weak. I couldn't do that if I was, if it was weakness. It was just understanding I could no longer follow the masculine way the world was running. And I need to support others in finding a way to find their power within their softness. Absolutely. Embody it. So that's you know, weak. Yeah, I, I absolutely, if that's how you see it, but I would just, I won't even challenge. I would just ask if that is a thought from somebody on the feminine being soft, that we lose something to really look at what that word truly, truly means to them and see if it is what they think it is or yeah. if it maybe is something else. Absolutely. And again, back to that comment, um, because um, I did uh, tag them in a response and asking, what is your perception of weak? Um, so again, the clarity behind that is when you say you make us weak, what are you talking about? What, what about us or what about the situation or the topic or, or what in general? Because there's not enough context in yeah. that question. And who is us? To make, yeah, right. To make to to make it um answerable right um so that's where that would be so is there anything you'd like to add before we get running off of here um the only thing i would 
like to add, and it's probably just a bit of a rehashing of everything. I mean, this is a topic we could all talk about for hours and hours and lifetimes. It's, I would just really truly ask that all women, all men, take a look around. Take a look around at their lives, at the life we're inhabiting, at the spaces around and what's going on and see if they really truly feel that we're being served. And get curious about what would happen if the feminine was allowed to have a, a balanced pathway with the masculine. What would happen if we let those two energies hold hands and walk through life? Would maybe things be a little easier, less possibility of the ending of worlds, less possibility of food shortages if we're not taking more than we need, which is the masculine take, take, take. Is there more possibility that we'd all be less distressed, healthier? Would we be more loving? Would we be taken care of? Would there be less hospitalization for diseases that shouldn't exist? Would there be a sense of community that could come back to life and support? I believe that. I really truly believe that. And I believe it starts with first off supporting anyone who really wants to connect to their feminine to find that and be okay with that feel allowed to be there. And then all of us encouraging each other to relearn the language of us because we've lost the ability to speak first and foremost with ourselves, to understand our internal language and our beauty. And then to take that and once we learn a little bit more, start sharing what we learn, sharing our stories, sharing our passions, sharing what we see happening. And supporting each other where we can, instead of thinking that we might lose out, going, wait a second, I want to be part of something more. So what can I do? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? And then what can you do for you? I think for me, that is the feminine, bringing care back to life. Yeah. And each other. Care, compassion, passion, Mm -hmm. um, understanding awareness uh we did get a mm -hmm. reply women becoming physically bigger and stronger um <clears throat> i don't see that as a weakness though i think that it's male or female doesn't matter who you are or where you're at we we're all different whether we're physically stronger or not whether we are mentally stronger or not that mm -hmm. that's putting um weak or strong right? You've got the two weak or strong. And again, those are perceptions. If you have, if you're saying that somebody is stronger than something, you're automatic, you're automatically saying that something is weak. Mm -hmm. If you're saying that something is weak, then you're automatically saying something else is strong. And I think that those two are just, again, judgmental. Um, they're judgmental ways of thinking They're judgmental perceptions because mm -hmm. we're comparing everybody and everything when we are all everything yeah. we all are i'm made up you know there are things absolutely that i don't like about myself there are things that my husband is better at than i am and that's yeah. okay that we're individuals it's not a male female thing it's not a masculine feminine thing it is a individualistic thing yeah right um that that makes us that way for sure and i would even say instead again checking in with words rather than bigger, stronger, maybe we just take up a little more space. Mm -hmm. Maybe we just fill the spaces we exist within so that all our edges start flowing together so that there isn't just one thing filling up space that there has to be this dance again of energies that just kind of combine each other. And, you know, it, we really have to start watching our, what we think of as words and languages and our definitions and perspectives. I, I think that's where it starts finding new ways of expressing and really checking in with words before we start believing them. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Beverly. I really appreciated it. 
I thank you, Melissa. This is wonderful. And I love what you are doing. I love what you're sharing and that you're giving voice to something that hasn't had a lot of voice necessarily. And it's time there's more of these conversations going on so that start growing something. That's the purpose of the show, right? Sharing stories to inspire, uh, sharing our passions, sharing topics that people just don't talk about enough. So going on that route, just a family, that is our episode. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or if you'd like to see a topic featured, we are always looking to to give you the topics that you want to hear about that are going to give you something to talk about because that's the title of the show, giving you something to talk about. So like, follow, and share the show. Um, if you want to reach out to either myself or Beverly, you can do so. Our links are in the description of this episode. Today's episode has been sponsored by Ocean Breath Yoga. Go and check out what they have to offer you. There's a couple upcoming retreats as well as the sacred, um, ooh, up to the top of my head. Sacred Living Series. The Sacred Living Series. Thank you. Uh, and again, those are linked in the description of this episode. So go and check them out um like follow and share the show the more people who watch and engage with the show the more people are going to start talking and the more that we're going to get seen so go and check that out uh you can reach us at justalivetv.com where you can find all of our episodes so lots of love just a family i'm your host melissa crutchler i will see all of you on the next episode bye